Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. My sight, my Lord and my Redeemer, my strength and my Redeemer. If you're over 40, I'm going to guess it's about that old or so. How many remember the little chorus that we sang? May the words, if you know it, sing it. Of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, do that again. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. So evidently, if the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, or may it be, let it be, Lord, pleasing before you, then I guess I can do things that are, is the right word, displeasing too? And so as I was thinking about this, and as this was sinking inside of me, may these words, Lord, of my mouth, let these meditations of my heart Be pleasing, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. My God and my Redeemer, my strength, my rock. Every word we speak has an effect on who? On us. It has effect on others and it has effect on our God. That's worse than any diet that I could tell you about tonight. (laughs) And I say that with all due respect. Let's go to James for just a minute. James 3, because it talks a little bit about the tongue. It says in James 3, verses 3 through 6, when we put bits in, or we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, or when we do it, we can make, we could turn the whole animal. Or we take ships, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great, for, or consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. Now, I will say that's one tongue that isn't changed by the Lord Jesus Christ because I do believe that when we come to Christ, we do become new creations. And I believe that with all my heart, but I'll tell you what, 
it still has to be something that I've got to be conscious of, that I've got to think about, that I am going to have to daily resolve to say, Lord, I want to ta- turn my tongue over to you. I need to do it right now so I quit messing up. Ugh. But as I, as I was dwelling on this and as I was thinking on this and allowing, allowing it to like kind of roll over me and work in my heart over the last few weeks, it's, it's when you speak angry words and when you begin to vent, how many have done that? You know, I know you have. Do you finally just get it out and it's all gone and it's all over? I, I have found that the more I begin to vent, the more I start to, uh, to dig up and the more I begin to speak and the, the more things all of a sudden begin to come out of me and I start wondering, where did that come from? And I think sometimes my wife will say, where did that come from? If you begin and you get into the circle of gossip and you start gossiping, you don't tend to move away just because you got it out of you or because you said it. You tend to continue to gossip the more that you speak on it. Because that's the way it is with us. We've got to watch our tongue as James warned us about. It is one of these things that can direct the course of our life. It it affects our whole being for good or for bad. The more we begin to speak of the Lord's goodness, the more faith will be our faith will be lifted up. If you speak more words of remembering, your, your heart will want to praise him more. Words from Jesus telling us who we are. We need to know who we are in Christ and we've got to be able to speak those things, what scripture says we are. He says, I am accepted. He says, I am a child. I am a friend of God. In Christ, I am established. I'm anointed and, and I'm sealed by God. I'm free from condemnation in Christ. He said, I am the salt and I am light. I am a branch that's connected to the vine, chosen and anointed to bear fruit. And the list can go on and on. But I'll tell you what, if we start speaking that type of stuff with our tongue, if we start dwelling on those type of things in our thoughts and as we're reading, that's the kind of stuff that will begin to build us up in who we are in Christ. And and our tongue will become more fruitful. And then when it comes to others, it's the same thing. Our, Our words can lift people up out of a bad place or, or even maybe a sad place in their lives. We may not even know what is going on in somebody's lives, but the more that we speak in positive, Christ-centered talk, life-giving words, the better they will feel, the more they will begin to receive that. But if we want to speak and be negative and, and divisive and maybe even depressing to someone they'll also respond to that too. God is still listening to all of this. All of us talk every day. Some talk more than others. So to be pleasing and to accept, be acceptable in his sight, we need to be sure how we are talking since it is... Uh, since most of the time, well, struggling with my thought here. Think about how much talking you do each day. Not just through your mouth, but how about how we communicate today in this culture, some of us, not all of us, but 
You might do it through your mouth. You might do it through a text message. You might do it through a phone conversation. You might do it through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I don't know how you all communicate. But I do know that I use some of those forms. Yeah, even photos that we, we post and, and comments that we make about that stuff that all represents who we are, what we say, what you say, what you post, what comment you make. It's all important because there are words. And are they words that are acceptable in his sight? Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, 17 through 18, and then 29 through 30, it says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. And let me just say, when we're talking about the Gentiles used in this text, in this tone of scripture right here, remember, they weren't the people. They weren't God's people, right? There was the Jews, and there were the Gentiles. They were the unregenerate race, but what it's talking about is to those that don't know Jesus Christ, they are darkened in their understanding and they are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. And then down in verse 29, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for the building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, meaning do not pierce the Holy Spirit. Do not make the Holy Spirit sad to pierce or to make sad by the way that you talk. If our words are going to be helpful to the person listening, then we really need to weigh what we're saying if the words should be spoken at all. Don't get caught up into this idea, well, I only speak truth. That may be, and I hope that's what you speak. But sometimes, maybe things don't need to be spoken at that time. Husbands to wives, wives to husbands. Parents to children, children to parents. Children about their parents, parents about their children. Family members, how we talk about our family members. We have to be careful about the words that we choose. Hey, you might say, you don't know what I'm going through. And that may be the case. But you know what? You don't have to talk about all the time. You know what? Go to the one that can do something about it. Go to God and take it to him. And let's quit talking about it to everybody else. Let's take it right to the source that can change things. Talking isn't supposed to be selfish. Based on what it said in verse 29, we're supposed to be helpful for the building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. Do I build up my kids? Do I build up my wife? Do I build up my coworkers? Do I do I build up those that are around me when I speak? Does it lift them? Does my speech help them? Or does it begin to tear them down? Does it make them feel less than? And then in verse 31 of Ephesians 4, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. 
Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. See, that's what the world is like. They aren't a redeemed people. They speak a lot of this anger and rage and brawling and hate and slandering, unwholesome talk. They are going to do it, and we need to be aware of that because without Christ, what else do we expect to come out of them? See, I know we're supposed to be in the world, but we're not supposed to be of it, right? I know it's a struggle. I know it's a struggle for myself. And it's going to be in the days to come because now that I'm standing up here speaking about it, I know I'm going to be tested on it. But I don't have the license to just talk like everybody else. Since we are called the children of God and we're to be heirs with him, we're supposed to be Christ followers. We are to be different. We are to be separate from those who don't know him. And we were challenged by Pastor Julie just a couple weeks ago that those that don't know him, that we should be able to speak to them about who he is. And if our language is just as bad as everybody else's, then why would they want to listen to us? If we talk and we're negative and we're, we're mean, we're nasty, do you know somebody like that? Boy, oh boy, I've met some people. It's like, they're just flat out mean. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be known like that. I don't want people to <coughs> say, really, if that's the God he follows, I want nothing to do with it. And here's the crux of it all, if I can. Jesus never said unnecessary words. And we represent Jesus when we speak. Jesus was provoked a whole lot more than either you or I have ever been provoked. They spoke much more slander about him. They even held illegal courts against him. Trials, if you will. And it says in our word, yet he didn't speak a word. Do you think his silence was deafening? I finally kind of understand what that, that little saying is all about. They hung him on a cross and he continued to pray for him. Oh Lord, change me. Oh Lord, help me understand what you're saying here in your word. We tend to run our mouths so much. And I'll point right back at me first. I tend to run my mouth way too much. Maybe it's the kind of home you were raised in. I will say, in my parents' defense, <laughs> rest their souls, I didn't grow up in a house that just ran their mouth about everybody. Even though my dad was an assistant principal at a high school, I did hear some stories, but... I don't know what you were raised in. And, and how are we raising those that are with us? Do we just go off? You know, coming out of this election process, oh my gosh. Everybody thinks they have something to say. And nobody seems to listen to what their mom told them. If you have nothing nice to say, then be quiet. Just hold your tongue. But then you get into the correct setting and you can hear them out in the public just spewing and going to town and then we get into here and we hear, oh, praise you, Lord. 
Oh God, you're so good. I just thank you, Lord, for what's going on in my life. But just a few minutes ago, we were out there just screaming about whatever. I heard a story, if I can. I want to keep this brief because I know, anyhow, it's a good place to be right now in his house. I heard a story from, I was listening to some podcasts over the last few weeks, and I heard Pastor Jim Cimbala from the Brooklyn Tab talking. And he was talking about a woman that he knew that was really close to, the, to his family. They actually even shared Christmases together and holidays, different things. And he said it was very interesting because he knew that she lived in a pretty rough neighborhood. She lived somewhere up in the Brooklyn area. And she um, was even a little bit scared. I think if I remember the story right, even a little bit afraid of her own kids. And so anyhow, he got her number and he called her and he said, well, Hello. And he said, what came across on the other end of the phone was like, who is this? How'd you get my number? Why are you calling me? And he's like, whoa, this is Pastor Simbola. Oh, Pastor, how are you? God bless you. It's such a beautiful day. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to Brooklyn me like that ever again. You know, that's their terminology and stuff. But I just thought, I've had that experience. I've had that experience when, oh, they find out it's somebody that is different than what they thought. All of a sudden, things change. You know what? I don't like fake. How about you? I can't stand fake. Don't act one way and then talk another. I can't stand it. And Ephesians 5 and verse 4 says this, nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place. But what? but rather thanksgiving. My brothers and my sisters that are here tonight, never should we be part of the language that's very much a part of the world today. Obscenities and profanities should never be a part of our lives. including the foolish talk, the coarse joking. You know what? And today is the day and now is the time that if that has ever been a part of it, I do thank the Lord for a new year. I do thank him for 2017, just a few hours away because you know what? I can begin to make the resolve that Lord, I'm gonna let you more in my life that that kind of stuff would not even creep in to my mind, into my language, to any part of who I am that Lord, you know what? I'm sorry, but unfortunately I'm seeing and I'm hearing it more even in the church world. I'm starting to hear more of the the language that shouldn't be according to this. It says here, it's out of place. And it doesn't have any parentheses saying, except this really good joke. Or except in this little bit of an environment. You know, except around only my brothers. Or except in a locker room. No. It's not supposed to even be a part of who we are. No place. Can I read it out of the Message Bible? It says this. Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our style. Thanksgiving is our dialect. I love that. That is so cool the way it's written. 
So some of you may be saying, hey, old guy standing behind the pulpit. That's not the way it is today, you know? Or some of you may be saying, hey, young guy behind the pulpit. I don't know. You're not living in a real world. But I'm not a part of this world. We are different. We're a peculiar people, right? It may be post-Christian. And I really believe we're living in a mostly post-Christian society. But God's word still stands. God's word still tells me, don't even let it be a part of who you are. Now I understand that before you and I leave tonight, we're going to be challenged by this. (laughs) I just, I know it. I know the way our enemy works, right? We're going to be challenged to say something negative or, or something that we're not thankful about or, or whatever else. And make sure if it's about a non-complimentary statement about the guy speaking at the pulpit, hey, be kind and tell them, no, we needed to hear it. It's a good place to be. This has been pretty excellent. <laughs> My very last scripture. It's difficult to hear. And I think it's even more difficult to live if we don't allow Christ to be our Lord. Matthew 12, verses 36 and 37 say, but I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. I'm going to read that out of the message again, if I may. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful, take them seriously. Words can be your salvation, or words can also be your damnation. I want to end this night, and I'm going to ask you all, if you will, in just a moment, I want to make our way down here tonight, because I want to come to a place of altar. I want to come and I want to put myself, I especially want to put my tongue and my lips and my thoughts on the altar before the Lord to say, Lord, I need your consecration tonight. I need you, Lord, to do a work in me. I need your anointing to be upon me because you know what? Left to myself, I will falter. And so that's my resolve for New Year. I don't know if that's for you, but I hope it works for all of us because I know that this is for everyone when we read the Word. Because we all work with people. We all are around people. We are always talking, aren't we? We always talk. Maybe not in every single discussion and every environment, but we are always talking. And my question is, are my words building up? Are my words helping? Are my words working to build others up? And are they going to be condemning to me or are they going to be acquittal for me? 
Will you stand up with me tonight? We're going to take a moment and we're going to pray. Can you all come down? Let's just do this. Let's do this as a body because you know what? I need you to help me. And I think you may need me to help you and vice versa with all those that are around us. Let's let that prayer challenge us tonight. Lord, I am here. I am just committing all of my ways. I'm, I'm committing all of my words before you. Because in this new year, 2017, oh Lord, I want my life to represent you in such a way that I don't even know what you have planned. I don't know who you have planned, but I'm gonna be able to talk to somebody. I'm gonna be able to lead somebody. Come on through the, the altars if you wanna come up to the stage so we can get everybody down here. How many want to make it? This year will be a year. I'm going to lead somebody to Christ because of what Jesus has done in me and because of the words that he's going to put in my mouth. I'm going to lead somebody to Christ this next year. And that may be simple for some of you, but I know for others, that can be a real strong and a hard thing to say. You know, for those of us that may be working environments where we're not out all the time. But we're always around people. And Lord, I want my words to be able to lead somebody. Your word through me to lead somebody to you. I'm going to call the shepherd up. This has been a bit of a convicting word. I know for me, Reverend Barry stands up here and he'll admit things, but I'm just as convicted because the tongue corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and it itself is set on fire by hell. Sometimes I've felt that. I can agree with what he says, but we're not going to leave here on that, uh, on sort of a negative condemning note. Because if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us. And Brother Barry here has challenged us, not for a New Year's resolution, no, for a daily resolution. Every day that you would get up and watch your words. I know that's difficult. It's difficult, brother, I know. Absolutely. uh, But we need it. And... I'm happy to pray together that this is something that we will do. And we'll go into this new year as people who will better represent and be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Amen. Because we'll be sounding more like him. Now, you're all going to go to a New Year's Eve party, perhaps, or you're going to drive somewhere. We're going to be challenged. We're going to be challenged going out of here. So let's pray. Let's pray that we'll meet that challenge. And we're going to do it with kindness and compassion in those words from Ephesians. Uh, If you want to take the hand of someone next to you, if you want to lift your hands, whatever, let's go before our good God 
and just lay our hearts down before him. Lord, thank you for this word that you have brought through your living word. Lord, may our words, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Thank you for the convicting word that you brought through our brother Barry. Lord, may it go in deep into our heart, Lord, and penetrate. God, that that fire, that that fire of hell that sets a tongue going, Lord, may we get the fire of the Holy Spirit. God, your Holy Spirit came as a tongue of fire, God, and it settled upon people. Lord, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're filled with your spirit, and may we be filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit to speak words of of encouragement, Lord, and words that would lift people up and not words that would condemn. God, may the Holy Spirit work on our tongues and our lives and our hearts. God, we confess before you that we've fallen short, God, and we have let our words come out that shouldn't, but God, we admit it, and we we need your Holy Spirit. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit on our tongue, not the fire of hell. So Lord, we pray for that fire of the Holy Spirit to well up from inside us. You've filled us with with your Spirit. You've given us the great gift of the Holy Spirit, Lord. May that Holy Spirit lead our tongues and our lives. Lord, when we leave this building tonight, if any one of us is, is challenged, Lord, in this way, Lord, if we get around someone that, that, that isn't encouraging, if we're at some gathering where someone is gossiping, Lord, help us to turn it to praise. Help us to turn it to thanksgiving, yes, Lord. Lord what is it? Don't run our mouths, but give thanks, Lord. Yes, let's Lord let's turn it to yes, thanksgiving, Lord. Lord. Let's turn it to God. you and Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to be less. Less, Lord, less of us and more of you. Help us to talk less about others. Talk less about ourselves. Talk highly of others. Talk highly of you and give you the glory. Lord, we need that. God, we just put our hearts before you, Lord. We lay them at this altar. Lord, I pray over everyone here that you would help us, God. As we enter 2017, that we would enter it as ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Lord, put people in our paths. And when we're challenged, that that compassion, that that loving kindness would come forth. Oh, God, I know, I know sometimes it's tough. Give us your strength, Lord. Give us your strength, Lord, to bridle that thing, that tongue, Lord, that could rudder a whole ship. God, give us that grace. We need it, Lord. We need it. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. So God, we end by praising you. Yes, we we end on a high note, Lord. We end by praising you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We extol your name. We love you, Lord. There is none like you. Oh, you're awesome and you're holy. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy. You're holy. You're righteous. Oh, Lord, we, we love you. Lord, we, we thank you. Thou art our rock and our redeemer. You are our strength and our strong tower. You are our stronghold in our life. You have given us the breath in our lungs. Thank you for the salvation that's come through the cross. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you, God. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised, Jesus. You're worthy to be extolled. You're worthy to be magnified. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, we've sung it tonight, Lord, and we confess it with our tongues right now. We love you. We love you and we thank you. Our tongues say praise you, Jesus. Oh, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable unto you right now, Lord. May the words of our mouth praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We love you. We, we just praise you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. Oh. Amen. If I can offer one more challenge. One more challenge to help us do this on a daily basis. Get Psalm 19 and 14 and put it on something and stick it on your mirror where you get ready every day and let that be one of those things that you read every single morning before you get out. And if you're saying, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, Lord, be pleasing before you, we will be challenged every time. If, I, if you'll do that, we're all going to be stronger before, because of it. Amen? Amen. God bless you all. Barry, for his great trait, being obedient in hearing God. Thank you. And God bless you and happy 2017.